Someone You Should Know, a program about people you know and even more that you don't. Hosted by Stuart Sachs, veteran, husband, father, and grandfather. Now, here's your host, Stuart Sachs. Well, good morning. Welcome to another edition of Someone You Should Know, brought to you by DFWNetworkingDiva.com. That's my good friend, Christine Dean. And Christine is a marketer and a website developer. She can do amazing things with the business that you already have, promoting it and advancing it to the next level. She's available for free consultations. All you got to do is go onto the website, contact her. She'll set you up with a free consultation, see if she can be of assistance to you. And another sponsor of the show is, is Irving Chung, who is a franchise specialist. You can reach him at bigconsideration.com. And again, free consultation. If you've ever had any questions about is franchising in my future, call Irving. He'll answer all your questions and take good care of you. And today, we have a very special guest on the show today because he's a, not only a good friend to me, he is a good friend to the entire community of Frisco, Texas, because we have Officer Rad Ritello with us this morning. Good morning, Rad. Good morning, Stu. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. You, you, are, you are the epitome of somebody who, who has something that they do in their work that becomes an, an, an outside passion for you also. Uh, and we're going to cover, you wear so many hats, uh, you know, I don't even know where to begin, but number one, I want to thank you for your service to our community. Uh, and I want you to let the, the, uh, listening and, and viewing public know what you do with the Frisco police department, because it is extremely beneficial to our community. Absolutely. Uh, as an officer, I wore several hats, like you said, uh, coming up, started off small uh, in the jail. We then worked through that. And then as I developed as a patrol officer, I really learned how to do the job. I found the need for uh, more community outreach um, just in general. Frisco already did such a wonderful job with that. I just wanted to play a bigger role of it. Uh, and then when I got to join into the community services division, which our job is pretty simple, reach out to the community, build those relationships with those people that we're serving. Because if we're just as much of a part of the community as anybody in the community itself, so why not build those relationships from the ground up, go to the doors, go to the businesses, talk to them, let them know that we're there. And so we started so many programs and we took some programs from other agencies uh, that have really just helped build those relationships and show the people of Frisco that your police department isn't just the uniform personnel that show up in emergency we're the people that you can lean on in your times of need and that's that's really what it's all about and i'm so glad to be a part of it well and 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 of course the pandemic kind of shut everything down including the schools but prior to that one of the things that we were concerned in about nationwide was was a breach of of schools uh and and active shooters and you were part of setting up a protocol for active shooter drills within the schools and what to do and making making churches, schools, uh, businesses aware of what can be done. And I know that you you and your uh, staff uh, in your, your office 
I mean, almost constantly you were holding seminars with people showing them what to do and how to respond to any kind of uh, an emergency. Yes, sir. In fact, we had one last night at City Hall. It's it's on our Facebook page or it will be soon, if, if not already. Uh, we can go back and rewatch it, but we'll host another one. But Active Shooter became a very big thing throughout the nation. And when I saw that other agencies were putting on these seminars and this, these, uh, these, uh, these trainings, if you will, of what to do should you find yourself in an active shooter event, um, it became necessary for us to do it as well. And so I went and I educated myself and, and the other officers did as well. Our school our resource officers all went and got certified and they learned uh, more specifics towards schools. And we love working together, helping out. I was... Uh, I was dressed up as the bad guy a couple of times, got tackled by a few school coaches during the drills, but I've recovered and it was all for the, the good cause. But it, it's not just for teachers. It's not just for business folks. It's for everyday people that go out and enjoy times with their families. We want them to be prepared and be safe. And so we will always continue to educate and host these types of these types of seminars so that everybody has access to the information so that they know what to do should they ever find themselves in an active shooter event. And and that's the first piece of information that I'll pass along to those of you that are watching and listening uh, uh, that, that if you or your organization, uh, your church, your, your school, your corporation uh, can benefit from people knowing what to do in a, in a, in a traumatic situation like that, you contact contact the police department and ask for Officer Rad Rotello and his office and and set up an uh, an opportunity for your people to be aware of of what's going on. Uh, it's it's very important that people do be aware of that. For those of you watching the show that are not in the North Texas area, go to your police departments and ask them if they have that kind of a program available. You can always go to the Frisco Police Department and see what they have. Uh, maybe watch one of their videos and learn something because if your police department doesn't have that program, maybe they should uh, to interact with the schools. Uh, I, I have a very, very personal uh, connection with the active shooter uh, because my niece's very best friend was was one of those students that was killed at uh, uh, Marjorie uh, Stoneman Douglas uh, School in, in Florida. Uh, and and uh, Lori Aladef, uh, the mother of Alyssa, who lost her life that day, uh, started a foundation and uh, and developed Alyssa's Law, which is uh, should be passing the Texas uh, legislature fairly soon and adopted in the state of Texas. And it's been adopted in some uh, several other states. And we hope that it will be accepted nationally because it is that link between the schools and and businesses and everything for. Uh, active, active, and immediate response linked to the police departments, um, and it, it, it's a great program, and it's kind of an extension of what you what you have been doing. Uh, and you've been you've been with the uh, the Frisco Police Department for quite a while, haven't you? Well, about ten years now, give or take. Uh, and I plan on doing as many more as Chief will let me do. So um, I've got big plans for my future at the department. I hope to uh, to promote or or move up in the ranks just to be a be whatever I can be within that department. I'm I'm looking forward to my career. To pay it pay it forward and teach other people how to do what 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 you do. And most recently, and that's another aspect of what what we're talking about this morning, uh, is 
you have opened up a, a drone business based on some of the work that you have been doing with the police department with drones. And I, I started thinking about that, that, you know, many years ago when the drones first hit the market, it was like, it was just like a, a fun remote, you know, another thing to having a, a remote control car or a remote control boat or so. It was just fun to fly around. But all of a sudden we realized that there is a tremendous application for the use of drones uh, in, in so many other areas, like in, in uh, uh, accident response, uh, you know, it, it, and I know that, that were you directly involved, I think, uh, what is it, about a month ago or something, it was a very bad accident on 380 or so that it that involved uh, a lot of emergency vehicles, but I think that there were drones on the scene before there were police cars. Uh, there... There, there may have been. That's actually going to be one of the things that we practice is getting drones there before the cars even show up. I wasn't at that one, but I do know that one of our traffic guys, uh, Jason Sorrell, he's he's a fantastic pilot and a great friend. He's also one of our pilots, and he goes out specifically for the accidents part of his job. And drones play a huge role in accident reconstruction to find out exactly what happened. He does very well with that. Well, we have certainly all seen on national news what the use of drones is uh, in Surfside, Florida, after the tragedy of that building collapse, that they have been using drones constantly uh, while there are people on the ground trying to find survivors uh, in the rubble, that drones have been, been used extensively to try and lead them to areas and pockets that might need to be, to be attended to. So, you know... I would like for you to tell the, the, the audience a bit of what some of these other capabilities and advantages of using drones uh, uh, is to a community. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you how it really got started for us. Uh, a couple of years back, there was a trooper shooting in Frisco um, where was a trooper got shot by, by a suspect. And fortunately, he's doing well and suspect is still in jail. Uh, but what, it ended up being a standoff and the suspect was in his apartment and surrounded by police. And we, we found that other agencies were showing up to help out, as you do in, in a big situation. And they were using drones and they were able to see inside of his apartment and see where he was or was not and gather some critical intel that helped us get into the apartment later. But it it really gave us a lot to think about. And so. With that in mind, I went and bought my, actually, my wife went and bought a drone for me for our anniversary present not too long after that, and I fell in love with flying the drone. She got me started with that, but I started taking it with me on these call-outs when we do barricaded people, uh, just just in case, because we, we, you never know. But when we, there was one particular call where this person was assaulting his um his girlfriend and then he she got out safely but then he told us that if anybody came in that he was going to take us out with him uh and so that's a dangerous situation to be in for any officer or anybody and so SWAT was activated we came out I was out there with my drone and uh, there ended up being an opportunity to fly the drone into the building uh we we were discussing different ways to get into the get into the house uh, just to see where he was. The robot wasn't doing a whole lot of good for us. The, uh, the throw phone wasn't being answered that we tried to communicate with because the last thing we want to do is walk in on this situation and force anything uh, that might cost somebody's life. So we, we flew the drone into the window 
and we flew it around and we were able to find out where he was. He was uh, passed out, still alive and breathing, but he had weapons all around him that he was planning on using should he wake up that we were that's what we were thinking and so i left the drone in there while the team was able to go in and i was able to keep eyes on it and they were able to take him into custody safely and nobody got hurt and everybody went home uh one went to jail but everybody else went home safely and it was because of the that that drone capability so that really kicked things off it the city has had our back when it comes to these drones we asked for drones they gave us them uh, so we started up the program and now we're using them on all sorts of calls to try to help keep us safe and keep the citizens safe. And it's just been incredible. With that, I saw that opportunity of, wow, I'm I'm a licensed pilot now for, for drones and these great capabilities. I can use these skills that I'm gaining now uh, in the private side as well and help folks that maybe don't need a first responder assistance, but maybe they're trying to get information on their business out there or their, their house listing of things. And so I saw that opportunity and I jumped on it. Well, you know, I'm noticing that drones are now being used in the real estate market too. It's uh, uh, to not only allow people the opportunity to, to see real estate, but especially when you're talking about agricultural real estate or, you know, remote uh, real estate, instead of having to get into a car and drive a hundred miles to look at a piece of property, uh, they can, they can have somebody that's a, that's a pilot of a drone to literally put you right face to face with what you're talking about in advance. Uh, so I know that's being used, uh, used even more in uh, real estate. In fact, on your, on your website, uh, you have you have a, a, a gorgeous video of a drone that is zooming into a specific piece of property, uh, and and it shows the ability of people to to be able to see uh, a real estate in advance before getting in the car to go to go see it. So it, that's one of the areas that you're working into, and in, is it a real estate market. Absolutely, uh, that's been a huge help so far. Um, and one of the unique things about a drone that's different from just a high up camera or a, or, a, or a handheld camera is that you can fly far away, get a wide angle of, of all of the property, of all of the beautiful features, and you can fly up right close to it quickly and get all the little minute details that are up on the house. You combine that with the indoor photography, which is something I've added since, since um, starting the website, is I'll actually not fly into the house per se, but I blend those those images to where when you're flying up towards a house, I switch it over to an indoor camera where you see the inside as well. So I'm really turning it into a full inside and out experience where you can get a, an understanding of what's in, in the property, outside property, and the amenities and beautiful areas around it, all with all another less than a minute and 30 second video. You, you and your clients can get a full range of what's actually going on inside and out without without a whole lot of extra. So you are an independent drone pilot. Uh, so if there are, say, realtors that are watching this program uh, and all, and they say, hey, that might be a good boost for my office or for me personally, uh, they could contact you to have you do some, some uh, uh, independent work with them for showing some of their properties, correct? Absolutely. I'm always, I'm always eager to help and find new places to do it. And uh, being involved with the uh, first responders in general um, and the first responder impact, there, there's so many resources out there and, and first responders that are looking for this type of opportunity. And, and I'm, I'm no exception. 
Well, we have a website and phone number for Rad, which uh, we'll put up on the screen and all. And if you uh, or anybody that you know might benefit from uh, from Rad's drones, uh, you know, reach out to him uh, at radsdrones.com. And there's the phone number right on the screen. Uh, and and um, Rad will be more than happy to answer any questions. And if it's something that he can't answer, he'll get the answer for you. But I just see drones as being that 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 new artificial intelligence, if you will, for us uh, to be able to provide additional information at, am I correct, a relatively low cost? Uh, uh, you know, I don't, I have absolutely no clue. I know Mark Warner, our, our station owner and producer of the program, uh, has worked with drones in the past. Uh, and I know that there are, are many advantages. Look, uh, uh, Amazon is using drones for product delivery now uh, to 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 leave packages on someone's front front doorstep. Uh, that's a professional use of it. Uh, in land speculation and construction, uh, I could see where you know uh, a construction company might have drones because from their <laughs> office they can send a drone out to look at a house that's in progress to see how how it's doing. Or maybe it's a rainy day and they can send the drone out there to see if there's been any compromise of the, the process of building that home. I, I mean, am, am I way off base or are the, are the, the possibilities really uh, only up to your imagination? That is 100% accurate, Stu. The, the, the possibilities are endless. The, the capability of these drones are, are incredible. I'm learning more and more about them every day uh, just by what my drone can do or what other drones can do. And for whatever project you might be working on, I'm, I will do the research. I will figure out whatever it is that we can do to make that make your vision come true. We're, we'll figure out the way. That's that's just the the, vet, the veteran in me, I guess. Of there's going to be a way. You're going to find that way and you make it happen. Well, that was that was a good segue because you also are an active uh, Army National Guard uh, 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 sergeant in the in the National Guard now. I'm a staff sergeant in the Army Reserve. Yes, sir. Army Reserves. And and you've been doing, you know, it seems to me that I don't know why, but but the year 2009 just keeps popping up every time I'm looking over information uh, from you. I, you got, did, is that when you went into the Army Reserves? 2009 was the year everything happened. Uh, as my, my, uh, my wife of 12 years now, we got married in 2009 because we graduated in 2008 and found out we were going to be parents in 2009. So I did what any any young man would do when they found out they're going to be a dad at 19. We got married and joined the Army because that makes perfect sense. Uh, and we've been happily married for 12 years now. But 2009 was when my son was born. It's when we got married. It's when I joined the Army. And it's really when life took the biggest turn in the best possible way that's that lifted me to where i am now and i wouldn't trade a minute of it for the world but yes 2009 was a very big year for us and and your your wife tawny you met when when did you meet tawny for the very first time we met in seventh grade by our lockers and she <laughs> she told me that she knew we were getting married that day i, I took some convincing but as usual she was right from the get-go so i, <laughs> and, I try not to argue anymore and she's still right. <laughs> oh, every day, yes, sir, one hundred percent. And now you have you have two children. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, what son and a daughter? 
Thank you very much. Yes, sir. A 12 year old boy and a five year old little girl. And that little girl is the one that has been running the house lately. I'm trying to figure out how to work that back around. But yes, a family of four with three dogs and couldn't be happier. <laughs> is your is your son by any any chance uh, uh, interested in learning the drone business? He is. He's got his own little drone that he flies around the house and terrorizes the dogs with and uh, keeps us all entertained. <laughs> Uh, but we, he's learning. He's very interested. He's always been interested in that kind of deal. He's very robotic savvy that he, he can put something together that I, I wouldn't even know where to start. Uh, Legos is, I mean, it's child's play for him. He, he can put it together and make it move. I didn't even know Legos could do that, but he's, uh, he's, he's following right along and he's an incredible kid and his sister is no exception either. She's Right yeah, I have I have an eleven year old grandson who who was you know viciously into Legos. Then he got into Minecraft uh, and all and developing developing cities and and and, and things with Minecraft and uh, interacting with with other people on Minecraft. It blows my mind, but it's second nature to these kids now. Oh yeah, they've grown up into it. It's part of their DNA. It's incredible how they how they can adapt. You know, and, and when you think about what what drones have done and how they have, uh, uh, you know, uh, grown just in the last decade from just a simple remote control toy, basically, to something that is be being utilized uh, in, in businesses, in law enforcement, and so many other different ways, uh, I, I, I also think about uh, what the medical community is doing with with microscopic cameras in order to go into into the heart uh to to see what's going that is kind of this form of of uh you know related to drones and and it it's such a positive thing in my mind uh the other fun side of that too is and have you been have you started getting involved in weddings uh with with drones yes um we I reached out to uh, there's a company out in Florida that that hires photographers and videographers and things. And the big thing now is including in your wedding video aerial footage of the of the venue. They won't I won't have you flying it during the ceremony, obviously, because everybody's been looking up at the drone. But uh, <laughs> you fly around, you get an idea, you you put that in there. It just adds that extra magical touch that that really makes your day even that more special. And that's something that's that's been pretty cool to see. Yeah, I could see that as production of maybe uh, a, a video invitation to a wedding. You know, please join us. And, and here is this video footage via a drone that shows you where it's going to be on the banks of this river or or in this wooded area remote area uh, and and the just the production capabilities and everything are so far and and probably easier to do than somebody out there with a camera on their shoulder going out to try and videotape and and splice all of this stuff together in order to do these productions and and really you're you're kind of on the ground floor of this. I mean, uh, uh, do you find yourself sometimes just saying, "Wow, I can do that with a drone"? I do, especially in the in the police side of things. The drones that we have there are capable of so many things. To where when I'm flip, flipping through features and I'm finding out more things it can do, I didn't even know it could do this. I didn't know we had capabilities at all. 
And I think there's a lot of agencies and just uh, entrepreneurs that are learning as we go, because there's tons of people that have done this research, but it seems like every week there's new additives, there's new drones, there's new technology that's out there. It's an incredible time to be in this type of business. I can't, I am looking forward to seeing what the next five, 10 years are going to bring to the drones. And I can't wait to be a part of that and maybe even be part of the person that finds out what else we can do. Now, are there opportunities through through the military for you to do uh, some work with drones also? Uh, not not so much through the military outside of uh, just photography things or whatever the commander might want. But uh, as far as the military drones go, that's a whole different level of fixed wing drone. Uh, and they do use some of the rotor drones, but those are mostly for special forces types type deals that I'm well outside my realm on as a staff sergeant in the Army Reserves. But I'm there's there's lots of opportunity there for those that are already in it. Well, I've seen over the last so many years uh, some of the reports from from uh, uh, Iraq and Afghanistan, uh, and all have have come back to us via footage from from drones flying in those areas. And of course, drones have been used for for airstrikes. So I mean, you know, we're we're, we're talking about something as as small as what's over your shoulder there to to uh, drones that are are you know uh, have got what uh, eight nine ten foot wingspan oh 100 and larger than that from what i've there's there's some massive capabilities that the cool thing though is the whole point of drones is to put put eyes where where it's unsafe for people to go be able to get eyes and and see what's just around the corner what's just over that hill uh, the military uses them with that, that are armed. Obviously, that on the and law enforcement things like that. That's not that's not part of it for the police side of things. To be able to see what what would be unsafe for a person to see is invaluable. To be able to save those lives, and it's not just for the safety of of the officers or the soldiers. It's for the safety of everyone involved. If you can find what you're looking for and find those those warning signs without having to be there in that danger. You can save your life and everybody else's life involved. Uh, and it's just incredible to see see that life-saving technology. And that's exactly what it is. Well, certainly in any kind of a breach situation or a hostage situation, for a drone to be able to pinpoint where the problem is in order to get that information back to the first responders so that they don't go through they don't go through a door that may be uh, compromising to to their efforts. Uh, they may have a different option based on that information that comes back from from those drones. It's it's it is it's technology that's just fascinating, you know. And while while as as we said earlier, it started out more or less as a, as a fun thing. It, it's serious business. Uh, uh, util utilizing drones for that for that purpose. Mm -hmm. it, it's really incredible, uh, and I'm I'm encouraged when I see kids playing with that type of technology. My son flying the drone around the house, uh, having a great time. Uh, it's showing creativity, and it, there's a whole nother piece to it. You getting you're getting the you the, the flight part is fun, and you're flying around and you're gathering all this video. But then you come back and you sit down and you plug. The video into your computer and then now you start messing with the images and you start blending things together and getting him involved on that level it's just watching his creativity flourish and that's i mean you can't be more proud as a parent to see your kids creations come to life based on all what his ideas were and 
and everything. And that's something I still get joy about when I do it. It's why I started Rad Drones is because I, I enjoy doing it. I, it's not something I'm looking to um, just go crazy. I, I love being in law enforcement. I plan on staying in there, like I said, for as long as Chief will have me gainfully employed. Uh, and I'm excited for that career, but I also am excited about doing this, but this isn't something that I do because I feel like it's necessary. It's something I do because I want to help those that maybe they wouldn't otherwise get that type of footage and I enjoy it and getting my family involved is just a big old bonus. Now, are you primarily involved in just the service aspect of, of, of the business or are you also, uh, uh, going to be, you know, designing or selling drones to, to people that might be interested in teaching them how to use them? I'm, I'm interested in teaching, um, especially those that, that are also just starting off, just wanting to get to know. I'd be glad to teach. I'm not really interested in selling. There's there's dozens of places that you can go and find and buy these drones. And as, and the technology changes every 20 minutes, seems like that's that's just one added piece I'm not interested like in. Like cell phones. Buying. Yes, like cell phones. <laughs> but I am very interested in the creativity side. Everything we do, especially in Rad Drones, I, I do everything. I fly, I edit, I post from start to finish. And that's something that I'd be willing to help others with, uh, as well as um, just stay involved with. It's it's a lot of fun. Well, so somebody that, that's, that's watching or listening to the show and they say, you know, this is all fascinating. I think maybe I'd like to, I'd like to get a drone and, and, and see what I can, can do with it. What, what, pieces of advice that you would you give to somebody you know that's that's maybe looking to get in to to you know drones as, as a hobby uh any like parameters uh do you have to spend hundreds of dollars in order to do this or or what's what's the the entry level uh to for people to consider I'd say know, know what your goals are first. If you really want to get into like a drone business, understand you can spend anywhere from $50 up to $21,000 on a single drone. It just it depends. It can be very expensive. I would caution those interested in getting into this um, from just going out and buying the nicest drone you can find and then going from there thinking then it's going to be an immediate turnaround because there's so much more of a learning curve. I would say that if you're interested, starting off, get you a smaller but capable drone. So something probably around the the couple hundred dollar range um, that takes great video that might be great for family things and actually mess around with it because those are the drones that are going to have some capability and be able to put you, uh, give you a pretty good photo or video. Uh, and it will, you'll know pretty quickly if that's something you're interested in pursuing. And then you can move up into the, into the maybe thousand plus dollar range drones, but don't ever don't ever put yourself in a situation where you won't be able to make payments or, or you're in a you're in a bad situation. There's there's been folks that I've seen that just wow that's fascinating and they spend all this money and it's they're not getting this return. Don't don't do that to yourself. If in fact reach out to those that you're friends with, maybe they have a drone and just try it out. I mean, the drone community is a pretty, pretty friendly community. I'm, I'd be happy to talk with you and share all the information I've got. Um, I, I have a bad habit of not, of talking too much. So I'm, I'm happy to, uh, to sit there and chew your ear off about drones for forever, but reach out to your drone friends. I, I've been to some of your seminars and everything, and I got to tell you, you talk faster than some people can take notes. <laughs> yeah. 
I tried that, really hard to slow down. <laughs> that's why you usually show up with some printed material too to refer to. <laughs> I do. In fact, for the last last night's meeting, we did another active shooter. I believe I was saying earlier, uh, we we we've gone down to a compact uh, card. It's card stock. It's got information on front and back that uh, because we we did people were saying you're you're too fast, man. You need to slow it down. So we we now have some information for you. But that's something as well. If you have a business or even if it's just you wanting to look at your home, um, we we come out and we can have those conversations one on one. You know, uh, you you talked about uh, uh, earlier that hostage situation. I don't don't remember if you said hostage situation, but where you flew a drone into a house to determine what was what was happening before the officers actually entered the property and putting themselves in any harm's way. So, in my head, I'm saying, are these things that quiet that they can enter through a window and and hover? and not alert anybody that they're there? Uh, the, they're getting there. The ones I used was not very quiet. Uh, the Fortunately, the situation we were in wasn't hostage. It was just barricaded person. The person that he was attacking got out, but then we were trying to effect an arrest, and okay. he was not wanting to come out. Um, but rather than just go in, we used the drone and found that he was passed out more or less he was under the influence of some things that kept so it, him was, heavily it was sedated. safe to enter and and uh and diffuse the situation yes the uh the drones however will they they do make noise they're making them quieter now which can be very beneficial for that but even if he was woken up by the drone at least we'd know exactly where he was and if he swatted the drone then we'd have that much more information to go off of because at the time we didn't even know where he was in the house so that's even even if it crashes, it's still valuable information. Yeah, and I know that uh, Mark has mentioned uh, in in the past that <laughs> I know his has taken a dive a couple of times. Uh, how important is it? You know, when you're talking about the drones, you mentioned photos and videos. Do most drones now have the capability to do both still photography as well as video photography? Yes, sir. Uh, it really, anything that's going to be used for any sort of commercial level is going to be able to give you photos and video. Um, some of the drones have capability of doing GPS waypoints, which is basically just a, a way of telling the drone on a map where you want it to fly in an area you want it to survey, and then it will do it automatically, which is especially beneficial for, say, construction sites. I have the drone fly a very specific uh, GPS waypoint pattern uh, and then I come out the next week and I fly that exact same pattern that the drone remembers, then that can give you a very accurate description of what your project's progress is from side-by-side -side photos of the exact same location because the drone remembers all of that. Uh, it's incredible what those waypoints can do for you in not just law enforcement, but on the on the commercial side as well. Yeah, as I we said earlier, I mean, that's got to be a, 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 a great concept for construction companies that are uh, doing doing you know uh, uh, developments, uh, you know maybe they're putting in two hundred homes. This gives them the ability to oversee what is going on on that on that site daily, weekly, whatever, and see what the progress is. Uh, see what needs to be to be uh, uh, adjusted rather than vehicles having to go out to the website uh, to the to the job site and coming back and reporting. 
you can do it via via video on a drone. Oh yeah. It's the, now what what is the what is the uh, uh, recording capability of the average drone? That's really up to the. You can buy an SD card, just as memory card, to put in pretty much any of the drones, and that's however big you want it to be. The videos that it's pushing out are usually pretty high quality. You can shoot up into 4K. There's even drones that do 8K, which I didn't know was a thing, uh, that will record. That's just going to be a massive file. So if you're going to be recording a lot, you get a bigger memory card, you put it in there, and then you have a computer that can process that size of a file, and you're good to go. It's all just about computing power and how big the memory cards are uh, that fit into the drone and all the all the commercial drones kind of like the one over my shoulder here or even the personal drones have that have some sort of a capability to to uh, maintain that and store it they have their own internal storage and then they have that that memory card storage that that you'll need if you're ever looking to get into that type of business and what is generally the the distance that a drone can fly away from where you are standing the drone's capability and what the FAA says is legal tend to differ from time to time. Uh, I will say that uh, for like FAA legalities, you you cannot fly over 400 feet. Um, and those are the rules. And there's certain exigent circumstances for certain things. That, that is not to say that the drone can't exceed that. You just need FAA's permission. There are drones that can fly away from you up to six miles that you can still control but the faa requires that you maintain visual line of sight of that drone uh it's very the faa controls all the airspace and that's something especially if you're interested in getting involved in drone work uh, or you're looking to hire a drone operator you need to make sure that that drone operator is licensed through the faa and that's not just to say well he's a licensed pilot it's to say that he understands and knows what the rules are regarding these drones for safety and for distance and line of sight and what the drone's capabilities are what they've done to the drone to make them faa compliant is the drone even registered is there insurance involved all of these different questions that somebody that would just want to go out and buy a drone and start flying and charging people money for these images that's that's what a lot of folks have in their mind and that's really not the safest way or even the legal way to do it they must be licensed to the faa so if you are interested in hiring a pilot make sure that you ask for their um, their faa drone license because that means that they've gone through the test that they they understand what the rules are they understand what is most important which is going to be safety uh, regarding the operation of these drones well i mean that's that's very valuable information and it's another reason why people that that if you do feel like you'd like to get into drones as a hobby probably a good idea to contact Rad Rotello via his phone number or the website uh, and all and say, hey, listen, I, I really would like to, to learn how to fly this drone and maybe get this license in order to be able to do more advanced things. And can you help me out? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think it's I think it's 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 fascinating. It's fascinating. And I, I still remember putting batteries in my first remote control car and thinking that I was I was the the king of the highway, but uh, you know, it, it's it it again is something that sounds like like a fun a fun thing to do. But there's so many practical aspects of what drones can do, not only today, but 
what do you see, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, the capability of what drones may be able to do in our society? Oh, I, I wish I could tell you five, 10 years ago, I would, I would tell you, you were full of it. If you told me what the drones are doing now, uh, some of these drones, especially when it comes to law enforcement are capable of, of zooming in far enough to where the drone doesn't even have to be within eyesight or, or hearing of what, where the drone is you it's just there um you it can it's got thermal capabilities we can find where bad guys hiding in the tree brush without even having to get up close to them we've got um the night vision for for infrared we have uh, just range finder on it so not only can we see where something is but we can use the range finder and find it exactly how far away it is and mark it on a map that we can share with the command team during a big event. Uh, think about the capabilities of these things for um, concerts. You have these massive concerts where active shooter is always something on everybody's mind as far as where, what's going to happen, what are the, what are the risks involved? And then you can put a drone in the air when we have reports of somebody doing something they're not supposed to be doing, and we can find them much faster than try saying an officer walking through a crowd looking for a, a general description of a person. That's you cut that time in half, plus you're not putting that officer at risk, and you can do it with a drone and find out exactly where they are. And so to think where this technology is going, I could foresee that uh, it is more integrated into law enforcement. I could see where it's more integrated probably into day-to-day -day life as they become more affordable for, for every person to be able to have. Uh, I, every, at one point, everybody had a camcorder where they were recording big events of families and things, but it won't be long before. Everybody just has a drone that they can push up and record. Well, I can, I can certainly see where the cost of maintaining a helicopter, for instance, in traffic situations, has got to be massive compared to what a drone can do in, you mentioned a concert. When the people are leaving that concert and going back out on the highway, a drone can oversee the traffic patterns that are going on those highways in order to report where there might be congestion or accidents. Oh, yeah. And that's... That's something, the cost for, for something like that is definitely something you look into. I know my city was not remotely interested, as far as I know, is looking into purchasing helicopters of any type. But you had a drone that has very similar capabilities, minus the, you know, just the sheer time in the air because of the batteries. But that's, that's invaluable information. And some of these drones can, with the right equipment, stay up in the air for hours at a time and be able to mimic some of what a, a helicopter can do. Uh, and it's incredible. Now, you alluded earlier to the fact that a lot of people, you know, will will really start to get interested more in drones. That they they really should have uh, F, uh, FAA approval to fly those drones. If we get too many people that have drones for for personal private use as well as commercial use out there. Uh, are we to be concerned that all of a sudden the, the skies are going to be filled with, with all kinds of drones up there? And well, that's part of that's part of what the FAA is all about, to, to be able to regulate that sort of thing, because you have to be, as, as part of the requirement, aware of the other aircraft in the area, and that's exactly what a drone is, an aircraft. Um, so, but that's part of it. If now the drone and the, the skies are filling with drones from Amazon, and I uh, know at one point they were rumored to have, uh, like, uber flight where people would be flying in drone-like contraptions up there these are all 
massive safety concerns that the FAA monitors and makes requirements for. It's kind of like you talk about an airport. Uh, I can't go fly my drone over by an airport and just whenever I want. There are there are a lot of requirements and permissions you have to get for flying in very specific airspace uh, like that. And then you try to go to a military installation. If you try to fly your drone over that one, you'll probably never see it again and somebody's going to give you a call. Uh, but there's the FAA monitors that airspace closely. So should in the future, if everybody's having drones, I have no doubt that the FAA would step up and say, all right, here are the rules regarding multiple aircraft in a specific airspace. Uh, and that's something that is needs to happen. Well, and I have I have seen posted on places like next door and all where somebody would say that there's somebody in the neighborhood that's been flying a drone over my my swimming pool and uh, and and looking at my family, uh, you know, while we're out having a picnic in our backyard. Uh, so I guess the old the old police phrase "see something, say something" uh, is if people are abusing the the uh, privilege of flying a drone in some way, they need to report it to the authorities. Absolutely. And this is something that is education on both sides. Uh, as starting a drone program, we have to educate our officers on, hey, these are the rules. These are what people can and can't do with drones so that when you do get that call, you know how to respond to it. The FAA laws and their regulations are are different uh, than what local laws might be, but that doesn't mean local law doesn't apply. And I'll give you an example. Uh, if you see uh, somebody flying a drone over your backyard, maybe according to the FAA standards, they, they have permission to be there. They're not in your backyard, but hovering over your house. And that's a very uncomfortable situation where you see a drone hanging out over your house. So where the FAA might say that they're legally allowed to fly there, don't forget about your local law. And this is why you have to call law enforcement is because there are other laws. There's there's a, a expectation of privacy. There's there's trespassing. There's uh, being a nuisance laws. There's a variety of laws that we as law enforcement can think through and apply to where yes, maybe legally they can fly in that airspace, but can they violate your privacy in that moment? And that's going to be a case by case. I can't go through like what exactly is legal or isn't because it's going to be case by case. If you're if you're not home and they're just flying over your backyard because they're looking for their lost dog or something, that might not be something that falls into the legal realm. But if they're hovering over your backyard and can see into your bedroom, that's a huge privacy concern. That is something we might be able to enforce depending on what the situation is. And understanding that these drones have a limitation as far as how far away you can be. Uh, most drones, if you don't have a line of sight, you start losing that connection. And so finding out where that pilot is, is another piece of law enforcement to where, yes, that's where the drone might be, but where's the person? The drones are supposed to be registered. So can we track that registration back? Uh, and now they're adding more laws to where you track where the drone is to where um, it actually broadcasts its location whenever you put it up in the air. And that's just another safety concern. Uh, be able to know. Yep. They do. They do that with cell phones now, where you can send out a, a signal and all to find out where where you uh, you left your uh, your cell phone last. That's true. Well, folks, again, the the website, the phone number is on the screen right now. You have any questions uh, re regarding the use of drones, uh, the instruction of how to use a drone. I got I got to imagine it comes with a instruction book that's you know half the thickness of your arm. Yes. Uh, Better to call Rad, you know, Rotello and say, hey, listen, I, I really want to learn how to fly a drone. Can you help me? 
and and I'm, I'm sure he can. Well, Sergeant Rad and and Officer Rad and Mister Rad and and everything, all the other hats that you wear. Thank you for taking the time the, the time to be with us and explain a little bit more about what drones are all about. Oh, I'm glad to do it, Stu. It is always a pleasure. You're, you're a good friend of mine. Uh, you and your wife are just some of the most amazing people I know, and I appreciate all you do, not just for me, but for law enforcement in general. Uh, every I see your face around, and I'm always encouraged, uh, and thank you for all that you do. Well, and, and the thanks is reciprocal, too, because uh, it's, it's important for the public to interact with their police departments, to know, and if there's questions, ask them. Don't let them go un, un, unasked, because the answers are there for your benefit. And teach your children also to interact with their p- police force. The policemen are not your, your enemy. They are your friends and, uh, and, and very, very much needed, both in your home situations uh, business situations, religious situations, uh, and I'll make sure to back the blue. So thank you. Thank you again, Rad. Very, very much appreciate you being on the show. Thank you, Stu. Okay. And best regards to Tawny and the kids. <laughs> thank you so much. I'll pass it along. That'll do it for another edition of Someone You Should Know. And as I always say, go out and be yourself because everyone else is taken. Catch you again right here next week. Bye.